welcome to Fashion Unfiltered, a platform where we have candid conversations about everything from fashion, confidence, self-image, and self-belief. So if you are looking to level up in your confidence and fashion journey, then Fashion Unfiltered is for you. I am Donna Munjan, the owner of Distinctively My Brand and your host. Well, today, guys, we have a very special guest whom I have known for some time. Namibia Jones is the healthy hair strategist of Crowns and Glory in Goose Creek, South Carolina. She brings a wealth of knowledge to the industry as a licensed hair stylist. In fact, she has 14 years of experience with hair. She enjoys helping her clients look and feel their best. She's also the visionary behind Mommy and Me Braid Mentorship Program, Ladies Night Out, and Imagine Me, all of which concentrates on self-image, encouragement, and confidence building. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Donna. Thank you so much. So excited and happy to be a part. I am too. I am too. So I'm going to get started and um, I'm going to start by asking you this question because inquiring minds want to know, where did Mimi come from? How did you get that name? (laughs) (laughs) Everybody always asks that question. How did they get Mimi? Namibia. <laughs> right. But um, Mimi came from my grandfather. Uh, my grand, my dad is actually from Panama. And uh, so my grandfather was Spanish speaking descent. Okay. And Namibia was a lot <laughs> for him to have to pronounce. And right. so he nicknamed me Mimi and that's where it came from (laughs) okay that's easy enough I was thinking something along those lines but I wasn't sure because I know that when I first met you I met you as Mimi yes it was a very long time after that I found out that your name was Namibia and (laughs) I was kind of freaking out as to whether I should pronounce it because I didn't want to screw it up <laughs> myself. But I think I got it. I think yes, I got you it. do. You're, you got it. <laughs> okay. That's awesome. Um, so now that I have that out the way, I think there's another interesting fact that I learned that we actually have in common. So do you oh. have a twin sister? Well, she's not my twin. Okay. Everyone thinks that she's my twin. Okay. Okay. So we're five years apart. Okay. Um, I'm five years older than she is. Okay. Um, However, um, she moved to Charleston, I want to say about eight, nine years ago. And after every, well, people always told us that we look like twins. Right. But when she moved to the Charleston area, I've been in Charleston for 25 years now. And when she moved here, people would run into her in the store and they would look at her like oh my god it, you know i know you from somewhere because they thought it was me right and uh, she would then tell them no you must be talking about my sister okay um, mimi so um yeah we just look alike sound alike laugh alike walk al- i mean almost like identical twins <laughs> right 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 well i always get excited when I think that there's a twin around because I'm actually a twin. It's, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I am actually a twin. Um, we're fraternal. We're not identical, but I do have a twin sister and she does live here in the Charleston area. Awesome. Um, yes, yes. So I'm going to go ahead and get started um, 
and you know, let's talk about uh, what you do. You're a hairstylist. Okay. Um, how did you know or when did you first become interested in being a hairstylist? Wow. So I took interest in hair at the age of around 12. Wow. So I would babysit. And when I would babysit the little girls, mainly little girls, um, when their moms would come to pick them up, I had shampooed, braided their hair down, you know, right. just to keep them, you know, occupied or preoccupied while I had them in right. my company. And so it became an ongoing thing that when I dropped the girls off, that I was going to be braiding their hair as well. Right. And so, <laughs> so that's how it started. And then I had a aunt who I was very close to growing up and she was trying to be cheap. So what she would do is take me in the hair salon with her. Okay. And she would tell me to watch what they were doing. Right. So that I could then, you know, duplicate it at home. And so at the age of probably 13, 14, uh-huh. I started doing her relaxers on a consistent basis. Wow. So from that point, I developed um, a love for hair. I loved going to the hair salon when we would go. Um, we were like, the like they say in uh christian we were the cme hair salon mm-hmm. goers we went christmas around mother's day easter that's the only time we really went right. special occasions and so um so but i would love go going in there we would be in the salon all day and um just the smell everything was intriguing to me so at that mm-hmm. point i really uh, realized that i had a passion for doing hair um, and it just continued on. Right, right. What a way to um, to start, but I think it was a great way to start. Hands-on training, huh? <laughs> Absolutely. On-the-job training. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, you know, I've always been into clothing myself. Um, didn't know that I would be doing this, but yeah, I've always been into clothing because um, I just thought it was very important to just, you know, look my best at all times and so clothing became my best friend so it shows I, it shows <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you so I get it I get it fully um and I, that's that's real good um and so has it anything changed about your work or industry um since you started until now has anything changed about my industry yes mm-hmm. um Absolutely. Um, Of course, with everything else, um, the industry is progressive and it's changing along with the times. And so it used to be, you know, the huge thing was you come in, you get relaxer, you get Mm -hmm. a shampoo, roller set, you're out of the door. So now um, it's pretty much progressed to natural hair. Mm -hmm. Um, I originally when I became licensed 14 years ago um, I was I was probably my clientele was probably 50% relaxed 50% natural okay currently I'm at about 75% natural and about 25% relaxed so that was one of the major changes is that people shifted from the chemical services to natural services um 
Now, no one wants to sit up under the hair dryer. It's like pulling teeth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Everybody wants in and out of the door. So we've gone more from dryer or um, roller sets to uh, blowouts. And um, uh-huh. so it's, it's it's been a lot of shifting going on. Of course, you get a lot more protective styles with the mm-hmm. weaves and um natural hairstyling um braids and so it's it shifted a pretty good bit but um i've been able to keep up with the the shift and the changes and and i still enjoy it absolutely absolutely now one of the things that i have noticed with you is you are very very good with natural hair so i can understand why you have 70 percent um, of your customers that are natural. Um, in fact, my daughter yeah. <laughs> is, one of, is one of your customers. And um, yeah, I'm always blown away when she leaves the hair, when she leaves your hair salon. Um, you do a you. very good job. Yeah, you do a very good job with natural hair. So that definitely is your calling. Now, I, one of the things that I have noticed over the years, um, and this is just, you know, from the outside looking in, because I have no experience with hair, don't want to um that's why i pay someone to do mine um but i noticed that a lot of hairstylists are retailing yes um you know retailing their products and then some of them are you know i guess um like making their own products and retailing those yes and so um I know that was just one of the changes that I noticed and uh, which is always good because hey it's a great opportunity to bring right. in multiple streams of income exactly um, and it definitely helps you to stand out to make you unique you know compared to the others um yeah but you're absolutely correct um there's been a lot of changes um oh gosh I've been getting my hair for I mean I don't know how many years I've been always relaxed mm-hmm. um I don't think I'll ever get away from that. Right. um, I just have, look, I can't do natural. I don't think I can do the natural. (laughs) So I'm just going to stick with, stick with the relaxed. Relaxed, yes. 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 And to each his own, um, everybody's not willing to put in the work that goes along with natural hair. And it is a lot more work, which is why you see uh, where stylists are going to a lot of retailing as well as, um, developing their own products. It's because natural hair clients are doing their hair at home right more than what you saw in the past with right uh, chemically treated hair. So you want to make sure if there's going to be continuity as far as maintaining the integrity of that hair from the time that you see them until they return, uh, which is longer periods. You know, they right. go longer periods um, without coming into the salon. If you're going to see the continuous results, then you want to make sure they're using what you're using in right. order to keep the integrity of the hair intact. Right, right, right. And that absolutely makes sense. I never really thought about it that way. Of course, I, I probably wouldn't because <laughs> that's not my expertise. But that actually does make sense. Um, I think a lot of individuals, or at least myself, I didn't realize um, the amount of work that goes into natural hair. I'm thinking, yes. you know, it was easier, but it's actually not easier. Um, no. Yeah. My not other daughter. All. Yes. My other daughter, she is natural as well. And um, 
you know, I, I, I see her in, in the mornings, in the, you know, evenings, yes. you know, in her hair. So she's constantly doing something. So <laughs> I, yes. I don't have that much time in the day. So <laughs> I really don't. And, you know, like I said before, my hair, it needs to be relaxed. I just, I just can't, I can't go any other way. Yeah. Um, but I love that. Understand. I love seeing it on mm-hmm. other people. Yeah. Um, and so, what underrated tool is dispensable for your job? Oh, let's see. For me, I do, like I said, um, 75% natural. So, for me, the flat iron, okay, blow dryer. Right, right, right. Are essential. And I can't use, like... Walmart and Sally's brands, I have to really invest in my tools to get the results that I want. Right. Because they're expecting that the blowout is going to last, they're going to get longevity out of it, and that it's not going to damage the hair. So I really invest in my tools to make sure that they get the optimal results that uh, my customers are looking for my guests I like to say guests mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Um, I would say those are probably um, along with your products right right yeah then actually as a matter of fact as I say that I would say product number one because mm-hmm. if the hair isn't um, moisturized if it doesn't have the nutrients it needs it's going to look dry it's going to look brittle um, and most people, they're always, you know, why is it so expensive when I get it from you, but it's cheaper on the shelf because the products that are on the shelf are, they just kind of came up with a formula, put those products together and bottled them up. Right. The products that we use in salons have been chemical tested, not, not chemical, but they've been pH tested, right. um, created in a lab. So you're going to pay for that. So exactly. I believe that's probably uh, one of the most underrated things because everybody just want to go the cheaper route. Wow. But cheaper isn't best when it comes right. to what you're using on your hair. Right. Um, you said so much. Um, you talked about investment, investing in your products. Yes. Um, I think for a lot of business owners, um, we don't make that a priority. Um, you know, we have businesses, but we don't invest in them um, because they yield. They yield yes. good results. I'm yes, not they sure do. why, but um, investment is so important. And then you made another great point. Um, and I didn't even think that you guys would even experience this in the hair industry um, when you said that um, you would get a question about the um, cost of the product. Um, I know I experienced that doing what I do. Yeah. But... <laughs> right. Yeah. So same same concept. You know, if you just go to cheap vendors um, that sell, you know, bigger bulk items at less cost, you know, and it's not going to be the same quality. And that's what I love about patronizing you is because I know. When I purchase something from you, I'm not gonna run into it every time I go out to an event 
five people got the outfit on, you know, yes. because I know that not only did you buy quality, but you only bought a certain quantity. And right. so I don't mind making an extra investment to purchase from you because I'm looking for quality and I'm looking that when I go out, nine people don't have my outfit on. <laughs> exactly. It's the exactly. same concept with the hair salon. When you right. invest, the, the, your, your style is gonna come out better. The hair is going to, to be healthier. It's going to make a difference right. when you and willing to invest in, in your, your tools and your products. Right, that is so true. Um, yeah, I remember, uh, I would say, for a very long time, I guess I didn't really think about healthy hair, but just, you know, in recent years, that became a concern for me and my hair. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't get into a lot of the different hairstyles, and I think you noticed that. Mm -hmm. um, because I concentrate, I want healthy hair. Yes. You know, for me, it's not about the, you know, all that other stuff, which is good to each his own. But right. um, I am um, big on healthy hair. Yes. Um, and so I do understand, and that's great that you are able to teach your customers as well, um, you know, the importance of, of having healthy hair, not just you know, getting a style because it looks good or because that's the latest or somebody else is wearing it. But they need to know that, okay, you know, while this looks good, this may not be for you, you know. Right, I want to make sure your hair is healthy. And then, you know, at some point, you know, we can probably do something. Um, Absolutely. And Absolutely. so that's great. That's, the, you know, that's important. You know, that's important yes. So hopefully it's important to you know um others as well yes hopefully um, so do you have like a favorite productivity hack um is there apps or any type of programs that you use to maybe make your job easier i know um it's not just it's the customer service side um of your business as well so mm -hmm. is there any apps or programs you use to i guess make that part of it easy yes 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 absolutely um i use a booking app and there are several out there now uh, when mm -hmm. I first uh, transitioned to the booking app from taking phone calls and using an appointment book uh, when mm -hmm. I transitioned from there I was using an app um, called Style Seat. I currently use Bagaro and like right. I said there are plenty of others out there that's available it's just mm -hmm. you know doing your research and finding out which one works for you but oh my gosh Donna it has made my life so much easier um, because I do enjoy giving my guests my undivided attention right there in the salon being serviced um, and because I treasure that um, it allows me to not have to constantly keep stopping to answer the phone, to take right. appointments. Um, and so I let the system do the work. And right. occasionally if I have a new client and they have questions, I may have to take that call. But like I said, it's important to me that my guests get my undivided attention. And so with that, the booking app has made that possible for me and it does a lot it just doesn't mm -hmm. take the appointments but uh -huh. it um it calculates um okay. my earnings um it oh, will okay. tell me it will tell me which is how i know 75 percent of my clients are natural it tells right. me uh, what services i'm providing the most 
my right. top service, how much money I made. Um, I can get a 1099 at the end of the year from the app. Awesome. Um, yeah, it's absolutely awesome. Um, it's a good way to track your income and your um, sales and services as well. Right, right. Yeah, because analytics are very important nowadays. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And it tells you, you know, what gifts that you can hone. Okay, so this mm -hmm. is something that I do majority of the time. So, okay, I want to make sure I pour my extra time into learning, you know, that's how I know with the blowouts. I need for right. my ceramic tool, my blow dry, I need for those to be in, um, you know, of excellence, because if I'm going to provide a excellent service because I'm doing this the most, then that's where I need to invest a little bit more time. If I'm not really doing a particular service, then I'm not mm -hmm. going to spend a whole lot of time researching there. Um, right, right. Because I'm not doing it, you know. Right. So, exactly. yeah, it, it's, it's a very good tool to have. Okay. Yeah. I mean, all of that makes sense. Um, and I guess you could say that that's one thing that has changed about the industry because yes. you used to use, <laughs> you would write in your appointment, yes. I would take the calls, <laughs> you know, back in the day. Absolutely. So I can see, yeah, how that is um, vital to, um, to what you do. Yes. Okay. Um, what advice would you give someone who wants to start a career? other hairstylists or who just wants to you know you just get into in, in business in this industry so my advice would be and this is another thing that I'm passionate about um, one of the things that they teach us in cosmetology school is that the average stylist career is three to five years Wow and the reason being is not because of the gift or the service that they're providing. Mm -hmm. It's not because they don't know how to style hair. Right. It's because they don't know how to run a business. Wow. So my advice would be pursue business management and not mm -hmm. a you don't have to go get a four year degree because you don't right. plan on running a corporation. But if you can get some type of certificate or take business courses just to tell right. you how to run a business and manage right. it um, because it's about management. Right. Because if you can manage that business, um, especially with with getting your money on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm -hmm. Donna, if you cannot handle that part, <laughs> you will be back on somebody's nine to five because right. that is key. Um, when it comes to the success of being a hairstylist. Right. It sounds like you have to be disciplined. Disciplined, absolutely. Wow. <laughs> absolutely. So that's my number one advice um, that I would give okay. to someone okay. coming into the industry or if they're okay. interested in coming in. It's one, learn to run a business. Two, continue to educate yourself. Because Absolutely. if you do not remain teachable, you will become obsolete. Wow. That's good. Yes. I, yes. I like that. I like that. Um, I was just sharing with someone the other day, too. That question came up to me. I was asked that question. And um, 
I, you know, I, I told them several things, but one of the things that I shared with them was um, that you should always want to continue developing your craft. Yes. Never think that you have arrived. Yes. So it's just amazing how we're in different industries, but we're kind of like on the same path. Absolutely. You could never, ever, I think, learn enough in life period. That's right. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So whatever you do, whatever you do, you just, you know, you you make the best. You do the best with it. You do the best with this so that's that's real good is there any any other advice um you would want to share um you know with us or that's you know pretty much the the i guess the the main thing because if they have that um accomplished then everything else should fall into place Absolutely, um, absolutely. And I would say surround yourself with successful others. Right. Um, I've been and I've had to push myself in this particular area. Um, a lot of people don't, uh, <laughs> I'll say they don't believe this about me, but I'm actually, I can be a little bit of an introvert when oh. it comes to certain things. So, okay. but, <laughs> so a lot of people don't think that. And right. so, um, so I can kind of stay to myself. Um, I like one-on-one. So okay. I'm not going to be the person that goes in the room and just works the crowd. That's not right. Me. But one-on-one, right. and I think that's one, one reason why I've been so successful in my industry is I do very well with that one-on-one with that customer. Okay. And so, um, but networking is important. Oh my, iron sharpens iron. That's true. And so I have been pushing myself more to get out and to Mm -hmm. surround myself with those who have achieved some of the things that I desire to achieve in my industry. And so that would be my other advice to anyone else coming in. Find yourself a mentor. Find someone that you can glean from. Right. Right, right, right. All those things that you're mentioning, mentioning are some of the things that I shared with this individual. Oh, Having wow. A mentor is just so very important. Um, and, you know, it goes back to investment. I know that it's not cheap, but right. are you willing to invest yes. in yourself? Yes. Are you willing to invest in yourself? Are you willing to invest in getting that mentor? Because those are the people that's going to keep you on track. Exactly. They're going to steer you in the right direction. Yes. Yes, yes. This is so good. This is so good. So now, where can listeners connect with you online? Online, of course, like I said, at Bagaro. Um, That's where um, the business is listed as well as... um, it's uh, like a, a website, so to speak, but um, mm-hmm. it is uh, www.bagaro, which is B-A-G-A-R-O.com, okay. and then backslash crowns of glory, which okay. is the name of my uh, business, and um, or they can reach me um, via Facebook. I'm on okay. Facebook as crowns of glory by Namibia as well as Instagram which is at crowns of glory 
Okay. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So now just moving right along. <laughs> what actually inspires you or motivates you? I know that, you know, we live in a society where, you know, everything is like right in our faces, you know, everybody is just moving so quickly and just don't have enough time to really stop and regroup. So how do you motivate yourself or what inspires you to keep going? One, I would have to say, you know, I can't talk about anything about my life without saying my relationship with God, number one. Right. definitely um, inspires me and then to my own testimony right so I know there are more me in this world mm-hmm. and so that pushes me to want to go further do more to be able to share with those that are coming behind me or alongside me to encourage me I mean to encourage them that right. you can do it too. And right. um, one of the motivators for me uh, transitioning to my career, like I said, I wanted to be a stylist ever since I was a young child, um, mm-hmm. but I was kind of discouraged. You know, right. they were like, you're not going to make any money. You need to go get a degree. So I did that. I went and got a right. degree and from college all the way until I pursued my license I was doing everybody's hair so I got a job and I was doing the co-workers hair the customers hair you know Mm -hmm. because it was my passion and one uh, one Sunday Donna our pastor taught a message about your passion will pay you Mm -hmm. I remember yep your passion will pay you and from that point on I began to set my eyes on moving forward into what I was passionate about. And um, to throw in there, one of the things he said, if you want to know what you're passionate about, he said, ask those around you because they're going to tell you what you talk about the most. Right, right. And so I just knew, you know, this is what I believe God's called me to do. And so that pushes me because I want others to know that their passion will pay them. If, like we've been saying all along, you invest. If you put in the work, it'll pay you. Exactly, exactly. This is so good. Um, So then, who would you say has been your most influential mentor? Oh, that's a good question. Um, And... I would probably have to say it has not been in one person. Right. It's been many people. And so, of course, um, as far as, of course, our spiritual leadership has mm-hmm. definitely been monumental right. in uh, right. influencing it and pushing, pushing us to go further and to do more and to fulfill our calling. Um, Others in the industry, I would say um, there's two people who I really have been able to glean from. And mm-hmm. one young lady is called Micheline Barber. Okay. And, um, she's in the industry. She's a stylist in Tampa. And okay. she is just blazing a trail um, that is amazing. And then um, I went to school with a gentleman named Michael Pringle. 
And so we work, have worked closely together through the years and again, blazing his own trail. And those two individuals have really been inspiring uh, for me to continue to push and achieve all that I can uh, through this industry. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, um, I agree with you. Um, you know, I don't think you can have enough influences, good influences, I would say, um, you know, to keep you grounded. And so, yes. um, you know, like I mentioned earlier, having a mentor, having a coach, having someone there, like you said, um, being in the company of others, of people who, who's going to push you. It's so very vital, um, not to just the um, the health of your business, but to you as an individual. Yes. Um, because we are individuals first, and so we're yes. only as our businesses are only as good as we are as an individual. Absolutely. So that's good. And so tell me, what's next for Crown Within Glory? So uh, I have a few things in the works, but okay, um, <laughs> I um. Like I said, I mentioned about the mentorship um, mm -hmm. as far, um, or you mentioned the other um, aspects of the business where uh, one is called Imagine Me, mm -hmm. and that's um, building self-images. Um, I want to concentrate, I want to serve everyone, but really con concentrate on our young girls and helping them um, right. discover their self-image or their image from within because exactly. one, of the, one of the things I've learned through the years as a hairstylist is you can make a person as beautiful as you want on the outside right but if that inside exactly exactly it's going to distort everything they see in the mirror that so, is so true um, so imagine me um, is one thing that I'm continuing to build. Ladies Night okay. Out kind of works along the same line. We would have okay. um, different events for Ladies Night Out prior to the pandemic. So we haven't had any since then. But what happens is uh, I host an event where we all come together mm -hmm. and, um, and we'll discuss hair, beauty, clothes, right. everything mm -hmm. pertaining to our physical and then I also throw a nugget in there as far as addressing those things that are in work and mm -hmm. so um, so for Crowns of Glory my desire is to develop those more as well as with the mommy and me braid class because mm -hmm. I feel like braiding is almost becoming a lost art right so to speak a lot of young girls don't know how to braid because a lot of moms don't know how to braid so right, mommy and me is kind of twofold. I can kind of teach mommy the basics, but as well as teach the the daughters as well. So I want right. to continue in that vein, and um, uh, like I said, just continue in whatever way to inspire others uh, to pursue their passions. Right, absolutely. So where was that class when I was growing up? Because. <laughs> I do not know how to breathe. Um, <laughs> my kids do. <laughs> but I Thank don't. God. <laughs> so, 
I'm going to balance this out because I can't do my hair anyway. So <laughs> it does, it does. At least the girls got it. So it'll continue on. But that's right. We want to make sure is that we still continue um, our heritage and make sure that it gets passed on through the generation. Right, 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 right. Okay. So I'm going to shift gears a bit. And because um, I've seen you, you are a fashionista in your own right. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> so, is there a favorite fashion icon or designer? Is there someone who inspires your style? Oh, let's see. No, I don't really have. I really don't have anybody, um, Donna, that I per se kind of hone in on I just Mm -hmm. I'll see different things and try it or I get my own visions I've always um, loved fashion too and um, so it kind of comes naturally right right. and so um, or I would say it's if it is there's someone like you or you know others in the church I watch kind of how y'all do things <laughs> yeah, I yeah so I watch how you style certain outfits and put things together and I'll ask you questions you know and, right. um, so yeah so other than that that that's about it right right you know I don't think I have anybody myself mm-hmm. um, I would say when it comes to shoes, I love Steve Madden. I love, you know, Michael Kors. But when it comes to actual clothing, um, I don't have anybody. I just mm-hmm. kind of like take what I have and just put something together. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yes, yes. And you know, I'll come to you in a minute. Dog. How does this look? Did I do good? Yes. 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 So yeah, same, same with me. And that's probably right. I do I have Michael Kors, I have Steve Madden, you know, um, those are pretty much like you said Jessica Simpson um I right, love her shoes as well mm-hmm. uh-huh. so um so yes um okay 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 so now is there one thing that you have to have in your closet and why <laughs> shoes <laughs> no lots of shoes <laughs> that I you know I have a shoe fetish too so it's like I and my husband is like um, um, you, you don't think you have enough shoes no right. a girl never has enough shoes never <laughs> never I have shoes that go with a specific outfit and if I don't pull that outfit out then I probably won't wear that pair of shoes but right right yes. <laughs> so yes I didn't Donna we got a lot in common <laughs> I see <laughs> I see so this has been great we get to learn a little bit about each other absolutely okay so you mentioned imagine me um and as I understand it it's about self-image um part of what I do is to inspire women as well to be confident with their style and through style and just to live life with authenticity so with that being said, I get the, you know, opportunities to, you know, see the expressions or reactions on my customers' faces when they're wearing a distinctively mod piece, or even when they see me in one of my pieces. And much like um, your industry as a stylist, 
-hmm. your job is to help people to look and feel their best and I'm sure you get to see those reactions and expressions as well so why do you think there's this big boost in confidence once you're done with the style and service or even just you know just seeing somebody even with what I do why do you think that is and it's funny because that's how I came up with Imagine Me is because some people can't imagine seeing themselves beautiful and confident and and so when you see that look um, after you're done with the style or like you say after you dress them it exceeds their imagination right wow and to me that's priceless that is priceless Mm -hmm. that is priceless um yeah it is priceless because um you know when i first started this business you know it was like you know i love clothes but what else can i do Mm -hmm. why am i really doing this Mm -hmm. and so i was like okay while the clothes is nice they look good on the outside what about the inside yeah you know so i wanted to kind of like build something around that which is one of the reasons why i started this part this podcast um, is to deal with our confidence um because we struggle with that yes we we struggle with that absolutely Um, yes we do and for a long time i struggled uh with it you know, right. and I hear people, you're beautiful, you're, right. you know, oh my gosh, you're gorgeous, and, right. but I didn't feel that right. about myself. It didn't matter how I dressed up, or how my hair looked, or how well my makeup was done. Uh, on the inside, I couldn't see that because of things that happened in the past. Right, right. Right. Okay. So what does confidence mean to you? What does that look like to you? Confidence to me is embracing who you are, Mm -hmm. what you have, Mm -hmm. the gifts inside of you, and being content with it. Wow. To me, that breeds confidence when I can just be content with me. Right. Um, one of the things um, that uh, when I would have young girls come into the salon and the parents would want to put weave in their hair very early, mm-hmm. right? Um, I would discourage it, right? Because if they are not comfortable with what they have, that's going to breed discontent, right? Wow. And so for me, Donna, that's confidence. When I can look at what I have and accept it and be content, right? Then that, in that, I can be confident. I'm not, I don't feel like I have to compare myself to anyone or measure up to anyone or anyone's opinion about me. Absolutely. That is so good. I mean, I guess, you, you know, you can't stress enough the importance of confidence and just knowing who you are. Yeah. Um, in my book, I talked a little bit about confidence um, in chapter 11, to be exact. And, you know, I shared some things about confidence. Um, mm-hmm. And some of the things I talked about is, you know, 
how we buy into all these ideologies in society. Yes. You know, they're telling us what car to drive, what house to live in, how much yes. money we should make, and not even realizing that, you know, we, after even buying into those ideologies, we still have no confidence left. Absolutely. We still have none left. And so in that chapter, you know, I've shared some confidence builders um, with my readers. You know, I wanted them to, you know, mm-hmm. start building that confidence. And so I'm yes. going to ask you, can you share some of the things that you do to build your confidence? Absolutely. Um, one is confession. Um, good. That's good. I, com- I confess uh, the word over myself. Um, number one. Number two, I manage my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Because it's what you're telling yourself. Right. That's a, that's huge. What you, What you're telling yourself. If you're saying I'm not good enough. If you're saying I'll never measure up, right, then you never will. So to me, thought management is huge. So I, I try to make sure I and self-reflect and check to see what I'm saying to myself, you know. Oh, oh my, that's good. <laughs> yes. And, um, and then self-care, you know, we're right. not going to discount the outer, you know, just because right. I worked on the inner, we want them to line up, you know. And exactly. that's one of the things that I tell the Lord on a consistent basis, Donna, is let my beauty on the inside exceed my beauty on the outside. Right. That's good. That is good. Um, I'm also noticing a lot of that, too, you know, on social media where people are talking about self-care. Um, you know, just taking the time out, even it's just to, you know, I don't know, the rest. It doesn't yes. have to be anything specific. Uh, it's not all about spending money exactly. all the time. You know, just being able to renew your mind, just start yes. fresh, you know, um, because our minds are always turning. We're always, mm-hmm. you know, we're just bombarded by so much that life has to offer and everything mm-hmm. else that's going on in the world and so we never get time to you know just even think about just to think yes absolutely <laughs> <laughs> yes so you know that self-care um is um is is huge yes um and you know i i've been trying to do that a little myself mm-hmm. um because it was something that I, I didn't do. Right. You know, um, you know, taking a vacation with the family. That's that's nice. But I it, need some time to myself. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. You know? I um, agree. Because you wanna be at your best. You know, you wanna be at your best at all times and you know, not taking the time to slow down mm-hmm. can interfere with you being your best. And that's not what God has designed us. No, you know, not at all. Yeah, that's not what he has designed us to do. I'm going to say that this has been great. The, yes, the Mibia Jones, a.k.a. Mimi. <laughs> <laughs> this has been great. Yes, Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh-huh. Thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. Um, You're so welcome. 
I am Donna Munjan, the owner of Distinctively My Brand. If you're looking to level up your confidence and your fashion journey, then Fashion Unfiltered is for you. You can listen to this podcast episode and all other episodes on Spotify, Anchor, and Google Podcasts. Follow my boutique on Instagram and Facebook at Distinctively Mod and visit the website at distinctivelymod.com. I am also located at 946 C2 Orleans Road, Charleston, South Carolina. So if you're ever in the area, I would love to see you. Until next time, thank you. Thank you, Donna. Bye-bye. Welcome to Fashion Unfiltered, a platform where we have candid conversations about everything from fashion, confidence, self-image, and self-belief. So if you are looking to level up in your confidence and fashion journey, then Fashion Unfiltered is for you. I am Donna Munjan, the owner of Distinctively My Brand and your host. Well, today, guys, we have a very special guest whom I have known for some time. Namibia Jones is the healthy hair strategist of Crowns and Glory in Goose Creek, South Carolina. She brings a wealth of knowledge to the industry as a licensed hair stylist. In fact, she has 14 years of experience with hair. She enjoys helping her clients look and feel their best. She's also the visionary behind Mommy and Me Braid Mentorship Program, Ladies Night Out, and Imagine Me, all of which concentrates on self-image, encouragement, and confidence building. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Donna. Thank you so much. So excited and happy to be a part. I am too. I am too. So I'm going to get started and um, I'm going to start by asking you this question because inquiring minds want to know, where did Mimi come from? How did you get that name? (laughs) (laughs) Everybody always asks that question. How did they get Mimi Namibia? (laughs) Right. But um, Mimi came from my grandfather. Uh, my My dad is actually from Panama. And uh, so my grandfather was Spanish speaking descent and Namibia was a lot (laughs) for him to have to pronounce. And so he nicknamed me Mimi and that's where it came from. (laughs) Okay, that's easy enough. I was thinking something along those lines, but I wasn't sure because I know that when I first met you, I met you as Mimi. Yes. It was a very long time. After that, I found out that your name was Namibia. And <laughs> I was kind of freaking out as to whether I should pronounce it because I didn't want to screw it up <laughs> myself. <laughs> but I think I got it. I think yes, I got you it. do. You're, you got it. <laughs> okay. That's awesome. Um, so now that I have that out the way, I think there's another interesting fact that I learned that we actually have in common. So do you have a twin sister? Well, she's not my twin. Okay. Everyone thinks that she's my twin. Okay. Okay. So we're five years apart. Okay. Um, I'm five years older than she is. Okay. Um, However, um, she moved to Charleston, I want to say about eight, nine years ago. And after every, well, people have always told us that we look like twins. Right. um, But 
When she moved to the Charleston area, I've been in Charleston for 25 years now. And when she moved here, people would run into her in the store and they would look at her like, oh my God, you know, I know you from somewhere because they thought it was me. Right. And uh, she would then tell them, no, you must be talking about my sister, okay. um, Mimi. So, um, yeah, we just look alike, sound alike, laugh alike, walk alike. I mean, almost like identical twins. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, I always get excited when I think that there's a twin around because I'm actually a twin. It's so Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I am actually a twin. Um, we are fraternal. We're not identical, but I do have a twin sister and she does live here in the Charleston area. Awesome. Um, yes, yes. So I'm going to go ahead and get started. Um, and, you know, let's talk about um, what you do. You're a hairstylist. Okay. Um, how did you know or when did you first become interested in being a hairstylist? Wow. So I took interest in hair at the age of around 12. Wow. So I would babysit. And when I would babysit the little girls, mainly little girls, um, when their moms would come to pick them up, I had shampooed, braided their hair down, you know, right. just to keep them, you know, occupied or preoccupied while I had them in right. my company. And so it became an ongoing thing that when I dropped the girls off, that I was going to be braiding their hair as well. Right. And so, <laughs> so that's how it started. And then I had a aunt who I was very close to growing up and she was trying to be cheap. So what she would do is take me in the hair salon with her. Okay. And she would tell me to watch what they were doing. Right. So that I could then, you know, duplicate it at home. And so at the age of probably 13, 14, uh-huh. I started doing her relaxers on a consistent basis. Wow. So from that point, I developed um, a love for hair. I loved going to the hair salon when we would go. Um, we were like, the like they say in uh christian we were the cme hair salon mm-hmm. goers we went christmas around mother's day easter that's the only time we really went right. special occasions and so um so but i would love go going in there we would be in the salon all day and um just the smell everything was intriguing to me so at that mm-hmm. point i really uh, realized that i had a passion for doing hair um, and it just continued on. Right, right. What a way to um, to start, but I think it was a great way to start. Hands-on training, huh? <laughs> Absolutely. On-the-job training. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, you know, I've always been into clothing myself. Um, didn't know that I would be doing this, but yeah, I've always been into clothing because um, I just thought it was very important to just, you know, look my best at all times and so clothing became my best friend so it shows I, it shows <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you so I get it I get it fully um and I, that's that's real good um and so has it anything changed about your work or industry um since you started until now has anything changed about my industry yes mm-hmm. um Absolutely. Um, Of course, with everything else, um, the industry is progressive and it's changing along with the times. And so it used to be, you know, the huge thing was you come in, you get 
relaxer, you get mm-hmm. a shampoo, roller set, you're out of the door. So right. now um, it's pretty much progressed to natural hair. Mm-hmm. Um, I originally, when I became licensed 14 years ago, um, I was I was probably, my clientele was probably 50% relaxed, 50% natural. Okay. Currently, I'm at about 75% natural and about 25% relaxed. So that was one of the major changes is right. that people shifted from the chemical services to natural services. Um, now, no one wants to sit up under the hair dryers like pulling teeth. <laughs> right. Everybody wants in and out of the door. So we've gone more from dryer or um, roller sets to uh, blowouts. And uh, uh-huh. so it's, it's, it's been a lot of shifting going on. Of course, you get a lot more protective styles with the mm-hmm. weaves and um, natural hairstyling um, braids. And so it's it shifted a pretty good bit, but right. um, I've been able to keep up with the, the shift and the changes and, and I still enjoy it. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, one of the things that I have noticed with you is you are very, very good with natural hair. So I can understand why you have 70% um, of your customers that are natural. Um, in fact, my daughter yeah. <laughs> is, one of, is one of your customers. And um, yeah, I'm always blown away when she leaves the hair, when she leaves your hair salon. Um, you do a very good job. Yeah, you do a very good job with natural hair. So that definitely is your calling. Now, I, one of the things that I have noticed over the years, um, and this is just, you know, from the outside looking in, because I have no experience with hair, don't want to. Um, <laughs> that's why I pay someone to do mine. Um, but I noticed that a lot of hairstylists are retailing. Yes. Um, you know, retailing their products. And then some of them are, you know, I guess, um, I making their own products and retailing those. Yes. And so um, I know that was just one of the changes that I noticed and uh, which is always good because, hey, it's a great opportunity to bring right. in multiple streams of income. Exactly. Um, and it definitely helps you to stand out to make you unique, you know, compared to the others. Um, yeah. But you're absolutely correct. Um, there's been a lot of changes. Um Oh gosh, I've been getting my hair for, I mean, I don't know how many years I've been always relaxed. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I'll ever get away from that. Because, right. <laughs> um, I just have, look, I can't do natural. I don't think I can do the natural. <laughs> so I'm just going stick to with, stick with the relaxed. Relaxed, yes. 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 And to each his own. Um, everybody's not willing to put in the work that goes along with natural hair. And it is a lot more work, which is why you see uh, where stylists are going to a lot of retailing as well as um, developing their own products. It's because natural hair clients are doing their hair at home right more than what you saw in the past with right. uh, chemically treated hair. So you want to make sure if there's going to be continuity as far as maintaining the integrity of that hair from the time that you see them until they return, uh, which is longer periods. You know, they right. go longer periods um, without coming into the salon. You're going to see the continuous results, and you want to make sure they're using 
what you're using in right. order to keep the integrity of the hair intact. Right, right, right. And that absolutely makes sense. I never really thought about it that way. Of course, I, I probably wouldn't because <laughs> that's not my expertise, but that actually does make sense. Um, I think a lot of individuals, or at least myself, I didn't realize um, the amount of work that goes into natural hair. I'm thinking, yes. you know, it was easier, but it's actually not easier. Um, no. Yeah, my not other daughter. Yes, my other daughter, she is natural as well. And, um, you know, I, I, I see her in, in the mornings, in the, you know, evenings, yes. you know, in her hair. So she's constantly doing something. So <laughs> I, yes. I don't have that much time in the day. So. <laughs> I really don't, and you know, like I said before, my hair it needs to be relaxed. I just, I just can't, I can't go any other way. Yeah, um, but I love <laughs> natural I love seeing it on mm -hmm. other people. Yeah, um, and so, what underrated tool is dispensable for your job? Oh, let's see. For me, I do. Like I said. Um, 75% natural. So for me, the flat iron. Okay. Blow dryer. Right, right, right. Are right. essential. And I can't use like Walmart and Sally's brands. I have to really invest in my tools to get the results that I want. Right. Because they're expecting that the blowout is going to last. They're going to get longevity out of it and that it's not going to damage the hair. So I really invest in my tools to make sure that they get the optimal results that uh, my customers are looking for. My guests, I like to say guests, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. um, I would say those are probably um, along with your products. Right. Right. Yeah. Then actually, as a matter of fact, as I say that, I would say product number one, because mm -hmm. if the hair isn't um, moisturized, if it doesn't have the nutrients it needs, it's going to look dry. It's going to look brittle. Um, and most people, they always, you know, why is it so expensive when I get it from you, but it's cheaper on the shelf because the products that are on the shelf are they just kind of came up with a formula put those products together and bottled them up right the products that we use in salons have been chemical tested not not chemical but they've been ph tested right um, created in a lab so you're going to pay for that so exactly. i believe that's probably uh, one of the most underrated things because everybody just want to go the cheaper route wow. what cheaper is and best when it comes right. to what you're using on your hair right um you said so much um you talked about investment investing in your products yes um, i think for a lot of business owners um we don't make that a priority um, you know, we have businesses, but we don't invest in them mm -hmm. um, because they yield. They yield yes. good results. I'm yes, um, not they sure do. why, but um, investment is so important. And then you made another great point. Um, and I didn't even think that you guys would even experience this in the hair industry um, when you said that um, you would get a question about 
the um, cost of the product. Um, I know I experienced that doing what I do. Yeah. But <laughs> right. Yeah. So same same concept. You know, if you just go to cheap vendors um, that sell you know, bigger bulk items at less cost, you know, and it's not going to be the same quality. And that's what I love about patronizing you is because I know when I purchase something from you, I'm not going to run into it. Every time I go out to an event, five people got the outfit on, you know, because I know that not only did you buy quality, but you only bought a certain quantity. And so I don't mind making an extra investment to purchase from you because I'm looking for quality and I'm looking that when I go out, nine people don't have my outfit on. (laughs) The same concept with the hair salon. When you invest, your your style is going to come out better. The hair is going to to be healthier. It's going to make a difference. Right. When you and willing to invest in in your your tools and your product. Right, that is so true. Um, yeah, I remember. Uh, I would say, for a very long time, I guess I didn't really think about healthy hair, but just you know, in recent years, that became a concern for me and my hair. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't get into a lot of the different hairstyles and I think you noticed that. Mm-hmm. Um, because I concentrate, I want healthy hair. Yes. You know, for me it's not about the you know, all that other stuff, which is good to each his own. But right. um, I am um big on healthy hair. Yes. Um and so I do understand and that's great that you are able to teach your customers as well. Um you know, the importance of, of having healthy hair, not just, you know, getting a style because it looks good or because that's the latest or somebody else is wearing it, but they need to know that, okay, you know, while this looks good, this may not be for you, you know. Right, I want to make sure your hair is healthy. And then, you know, at some point, you know, we can probably do something. Absolutely. Um, so that's great that's you know that's important you know that's yes so hopefully it's important to you know um others as well yes hopefully Um, so do you have like a favorite productivity hack um is there apps or any type of programs that you use to maybe make your job easier i know um it's not just it's the customer service side um, of your business as well. So mm-hmm. is there any apps or programs you use to, I guess, make that part of it easy? Yes, 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 absolutely. Um, I use a booking app and there are several out there now. Uh, when mm-hmm. I first uh, transitioned to the booking app from taking phone calls and using an appointment book, uh, when mm-hmm. I transitioned from there, I was using an app um, called Style Seat. I currently use Bagaro, and like right. I said, there are plenty of others out there that's available. It's just mm-hmm. you know doing your research and finding out which one works for you. But oh my gosh, Donna, it has made my life so much easier um, because I do enjoy giving my guests my undivided attention right there in the salon being serviced. Um, and because I treasure that, um, it allows me to not have to constantly keep stopping to answer the phone, to take right. appointments. Um, and so 
I let the system do the work and right. occasionally if I have a new client and they have questions I may have to take that call but like I said it's important to me that my guests get my undivided attention and so with that the booking app has made that possible for me and it does a lot it just doesn't mm-hmm. take the appointments but uh-huh. it um it calculates um, okay. my earnings um it oh, will okay. tell me it will tell me which is how i know 75 percent of my clients are natural it tells right. me uh, what services i'm providing the most my right. top service how much money i made um i can get a 1099 at the end of the year from the app um yeah it's absolutely awesome um it's a good way to track your income and your um sales and services as well right right yeah because analytics are very important nowadays yes Yes, absolutely (laughs) absolutely and it tells you you know what gifts that you can hone okay so Mm -hmm. this is something that i do majority of the time so okay I want to make sure I pour my extra time into learning you know that's how I know with the blowouts I need for my ceramic tool my blow dry I need for those to be in um you know of excellence because if I'm going to provide an excellent service because I'm doing this the most then that's where I need to invest a little bit more time if I'm not really doing a particular service then I'm not Mm going to spend a whole lot of time researching there um, right right because I'm not doing it you know so yeah it's it's a very good tool to have okay yeah I mean all of that makes sense um and I guess you could say that that's one thing that has changed about the industry because you used to use (laughs) you would write in your appointment (laughs) you know back in the day absolutely (laughs) i can see yeah how that is um vital to um to what you do yes okay um what advice would you give someone who wants to start a career as a hairstylist or who just wants to you know you just get into business in this industry so my advice would be and this is another thing that i'm passionate about um one of the things that they teach us in cosmetology school is that the average stylist career is three to five years wow and the reason being is not because of the gift or the service that they're providing Mm -hmm. it's not because they don't know how to style hair right it's because they don't know how to run a business wow so my advice would be pursue business management and not Mm -hmm. a you don't have to go get a four-year degree because you don't plan on running a corporation but if you can get some type of certificate or take business courses just to tell you how to run a business and manage it um because it's about management right you can manage that business um especially with with getting your money on a day-to-day basis Mm -hmm. donna if you cannot handle that part you will be back on somebody's nine to five because that is key um when it comes to the success 
of being a hairstylist. Right. Um, Sounds like you have to be disciplined. Disciplined, absolutely. Wow. <laughs> absolutely. So that's my number one advice um, that I would give okay. to someone okay. coming into the industry or if they're okay. interested in coming in is one, learn to run a business. Two, continue to educate yourself. Because absolutely. if you do not remain teachable you will become obsolete wow that's good yes i yes i like that i like that um i was just sharing with someone the other day too that question came up to me i was asked that question and um i you know i i told them several things but one of the things that i shared with them was um that you should always want to continue developing your craft. Yes. Never think that you have arrived. Yes. So it's just amazing how we're in different industries, but we're kind of like on the same path. Absolutely. Yeah. You could never, ever, I think, learn enough in life period. So That's right. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So whatever you do... Whatever you do, you just, you know, you, you make the best. You exactly. do the best mm-hmm. with it. You do the best with it. So that's that's real good. Is there any any other advice um you would wanna share um you know with us or that's you know pretty much the the I guess the the main thing because if they have that um accomplished then everything else should fall into place absolutely Um, absolutely and i would say surround yourself with successful others right um i've been and i've had to push myself in this particular area um a lot of people don't uh i'll say they don't believe this about me but i'm actually i can be a little bit of an introvert when it comes to certain things so so a lot of people don't think that and so um so I can kind of stay to myself um I like one-on-one so I'm not going to be the person that goes in the room and just works the crowd that's not right but one-on-one and I think that's one one reason why I've been so successful in my industry is I do very well with that one-on-one with that customer And so, um, but networking is important. Oh my, iron sharpens iron. That's true. And so I have been pushing myself more to get out and to Mm -hmm. surround myself with those who have achieved some of the things that I desire to achieve in my industry. And so that would be my other advice to anyone else coming in find yourself a mentor find right that you can glean from right 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 all those things that you have mentioned mentioning are some of the things that I shared with this individual oh wow mentor is just so very important um and you know it goes back to investment I know that it's not cheap but right are you willing to invest in yourself yes are you willing to invest in yourself? Are you willing to invest in getting that mentor? Because those are the people that's going to keep you on track. Exactly. They're going to steer you in the right direction. Yes. Yes, wow. yes. This is so good. This is so good. 
So now, where can listeners connect with you online? Online, of course, like I said, at Bagaro. Um, that's where um, the business is listed, as well as um, it's uh, like a, a website, so to speak. But um, mm-hmm. it is uh, www.bagaro, which is B A G A R O dot com okay. and then backslash crowns of glory which okay. is the name of my uh, business and um or they could reach me um, via facebook i'm on okay. facebook as crowns of glory by namibia as well as instagram which is at crowns of glory okay okay awesome awesome so now just moving right along <laughs> what actually inspires you or motivates you? I know that, you know, we live in a society where, you know, everything is like right in our faces. You know, everybody is just moving so quickly and just don't have enough time to really stop and regroup. So how do you motivate yourself? Or what inspires you to keep going? One, I would have to say, I, you know, I can't talk about anything about my life without saying my relationship with God number one right. definitely um, inspires me and then to my own testimony right so I know there are more me in this world mm-hmm. and so that pushes me to want to go further do more to be able to share with those that are coming behind me or alongside me to encourage me I mean to encourage them that you can do it too and um, one of the motivators for me uh, transitioning to my career like I said I wanted to be a stylist ever since I was a young child Mm -hmm. Um, but I was kind of discouraged you know right they were like you're not going to make any money you need to go get a degree So I did that. I went and got a degree and from college all the way until I pursued my license, I was doing everybody's hair. So I got a job and I was doing the co-workers hair, the customer's hair, you know, Mm -hmm. because it was my passion. And one, uh, one Sunday, Donna, our pastor taught a message about your passion will pay you. Mm-hmm. I remember. Yep. Your passion will pay you. And from that point on, I began to set my eyes on moving forward into what right. I was passionate about. And right. um, to throw in there, one of the things he said, if you want to know what you're passionate about, he said, ask those around you because they're going to tell you what you talk about the most. Right. Right. And so... Exactly. I just knew, you know, this is what I believe God's called me to do. And so that pushes me because I want others to know that their passion will pay them. If, like we've been saying all along, you invest. If you put in the work, it'll pay you. Exactly. Exactly. This is so good. Um, So then who would you say has been your most influential mentor? Oh, that's a good question. Um, And I would probably have to say it has not been in one person. Right. 
it's been many people. And so, of course, um, as far as, of course, our spiritual leadership has definitely been monumental right. in uh, right. influencing it and pushing, pushing us to go further and to do more and to fulfill our calling. Um, others in the industry, I would say um, there's two people who I really have been able to glean from and Mm -hmm. one young lady is called Micheline Barber okay um, she's in the industry she's a stylist in Tampa and she is just blazing a trail um, that is amazing and then um, I went to school with a gentleman named Michael Pringle and so we work have worked closely together through the years and again blazing his own trail and those two individuals have really been inspiring uh, for me to continue to push and achieve all that I can uh, through this industry. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, um, I agree with you. Um, You know, I don't think you can have enough influences, good influences, I would say, um, you know, to keep you grounded. And so, um, you know, like I mentioned earlier, having a mentor, having a coach, having someone there, like you said, um, being in the company of others, of people who's going to push you. It's so very vital, um, not to just the the health of your business, but to you as an individual. Yes. Um, Because we are individuals first. And so we're only as, our businesses are only as good as we are as an individual. Absolutely. So that's good. And so tell me, what's next for Crowns and Glory? So uh, I have a few things in the works, but okay. um, I, um, like I said, I mentioned about the mentorship um, mm-hmm. as far, um, or you mentioned the other um, aspects of the business where uh, one is called Imagine Me, mm-hmm. and that's um, building self-images. Um, I want to concentrate, I want to serve everyone but really concentrate on our young girls and helping them um, right discover their self-image or their image from within because one one of the things I've learned through the years as a hairstylist is you can make a person as beautiful as you want on the outside right but if that inside exactly exactly it's going to distort everything they see in the mirror that so, is so true. Um, so imagine me um, as one thing that I'm continuing to build. Ladies Night okay. Out kind of works along the same line. We would have okay. um, different events for Ladies Night Out prior to the pandemic. So we haven't had any since then. But what happens is uh, I host an event where we all come together mm-hmm. and um, and we'll discuss hair, beauty, clothes, right. everything mm-hmm. pertaining to um, our physical and then I also throw a nugget in there as far as addressing those things that are in work and mm-hmm. so um, so for Crowns of Glory my desire is to develop those more as well as with the Mommy and Me braid class because mm-hmm. I feel like braiding is almost becoming a lost art 
right so to speak a lot of young girls don't know how to braid because a lot of moms don't know how to braid so right with mommy and me is kind of twofold I can kind of teach mommy the basics but as well as teach the the daughters as well so I want right. to continue in that vein and um uh like I said just continue in whatever way to inspire others um to pursue their passions right absolutely so where was that class when I was growing up because <laughs> I do not know how to breathe um, <laughs> my kids do but I Thank know God. <laughs> so I guess it all balances out because I can't do my hair anyway so <laughs> <laughs> it does it does at least the girls got it so it'll continue on but that's right what, we want to make sure is that we still continue um, our heritage and make sure that it gets passed on through the generation. Right, 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 right. Okay. So I'm going to shift gears a bit. And because um, I've seen you, you are a fashionista in your own right. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> so. Is there a favorite fashion icon or designer? Is there someone who inspires your style? Oh, let's see. No, I don't really have. I really don't have anybody, um, Donna, that I per se kind of hone in on. I just... Mm -hmm. I'll see different things and try it, or I get my own right. visions. I've always um, loved fashion too, and um, so it kind of comes naturally, right? Right. And so, um, or I would say it's if it is, if someone like you or you know others in the church, I watch kind of how y'all do things. Oh, <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. So. I watch how you style certain outfits and put things together and I'll ask you questions, you know. And right. um, so yeah, so other than that, that that's about it. Right, right. You know, I don't think I have anybody myself. Mm -hmm. um, I would say when it comes to shoes, I love Steve Madden, I love, you know, Michael Kors, but when it comes to actual clothing, um, I don't have anybody. I just mm -hmm. kind of like take what I have and just put something together. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yes, yes. And you know, I'll come to you in a minute, Doc. How does this look? Did I do good? Yes. 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 So yeah, same, same with me. And that's probably right. I do I have Michael Kors, I have Steve Madden, you know. Um, those are pretty much like you said, Jessica Simpson. Um, I right, love her shoes as well. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. So um so yes. Um, okay, okay, okay. So now, is there one thing that you have to have in your closet, and why? <laughs> shoes. <laughs> no, lots of shoes. <laughs> that I, you know, I have a shoe fetish too. So it's like I, and my husband is like, um, um, you, you don't think you have enough shoes? No. <laughs> A girl never has enough shoes. Never. <laughs> never. I have shoes that go with a specific outfit. And if I don't pull that outfit out, then I probably won't wear that pair of shoes. But Right. 
Right. Yes. <laughs> so yes, I didn't. we got a lot in common. <laughs> I see. <laughs> I see. So this has been great. We get to learn a little bit about each other. Absolutely. Okay. So you mentioned Imagine Me, um, and as I understand it, it's about self-image. Um, part of what I do is to inspire women as well to be confident with their style and through style, and just to live life with authenticity. So with that being said, I get the, you know, opportunities to, you know, see the expressions or reactions on my customers' faces when they're wearing a distinctively mod piece, or even when they see me in one of my pieces. And much like um, your industry as a stylist, mm -hmm. your job is to help people to look and feel their best. And I'm sure you get to see those reactions and yes. expressions as well. Yes. So, why do you think there's this big boost in confidence once you're done with the style and service? Or even just, you know, just seeing somebody, even with what I do, why do you think that is? And it's funny because that's how I came up with Imagine Me is because some people can't imagine seeing themselves beautiful and confident. Right. And and so when you see that look um, after you're done with the style or like you say, after you dress them, it exceeds their imagination. Right. Wow. And that to me, that's priceless. That is priceless. Mm -hmm. That is priceless. Um, yeah, it is priceless because, um, you know, when I first started this business, you know, it was like, you know, I love clothes, but what else can I do? Mm -hmm. Why am I really doing this? Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, while the clothes is nice, they look good on the outside, what about the inside? Yes. You know, so I wanted to kind of like build something around that, which is yes. one of the reasons why I started this, pod this podcast, awesome. um, is to deal with our confidence um, because we struggle with that yes you know, we, we yes. struggle with that absolutely um, yes we know, do and for a long just, time I struggled uh -huh. with it you know right and I hear people you're beautiful you're right you know, oh my gosh you're gorgeous and right but I didn't feel that right about myself it didn't matter how I dressed up or how my hair looked or how well my makeup was done uh, on the inside I couldn't see that because of things that happened in the past. Right. 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 Okay. So what does confidence mean to you? What does that look like to you? Confidence to me is embracing who you are, mm -hmm. what you have, mm -hmm. the gifts inside of you, and being content with it. Wow. To me, that breeds confidence when I can just be content with me. Right. Um, one of the things um, that uh, when I would have young girls come into the salon and the parents would want to put weave in their hair very early, mm -hmm. right? Um, I would discourage it. Right. Because if they are not comfortable, with what they have that's going to breed discontent. Right. Wow. And so 
for me, Donna, that's confidence. When I can look at what I have and accept it and be content, right, then that, in that, I can be confident. I'm not, I don't feel like I have to compare myself to anyone or measure up to anyone or anyone's opinion about me. Absolutely. That is so good. Um, I mean, I guess, you, you know, we can't stress enough the importance of confidence and just knowing who you are. Yeah. Um, in my book, I talked a little bit about confidence um, in chapter 11, to be exact. And, you know, I shared some things about confidence. Um, mm-hmm. And some of the things I talked about is, you know, how we buy into all these ideologies in society. Yes. You know, they're telling us what car to drive, what house to live in, how much yes. money we should make, and not even realizing that, you know, we, after even buying into those ideologies, we still have no confidence left. Absolutely. We still have none left. And so in that chapter, you know, I shared some confidence builders um, with my readers. You know, I wanted them to, you know, mm-hmm. start building that confidence. And so I'm going to ask you, can you share some of the things that you do to build your confidence? Absolutely. Um, one is confession. Um, good. That's good. I, com- I confess uh, the word over myself. Um, n- number one. Number two, I manage my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Because it's what you're telling yourself. Right. That's a, that's huge. What you, What you're telling yourself. If you're saying I'm not good enough. If you're saying I'll never measure up right then you never will so to me thought management is huge so i i try to make sure i and self-reflect and check to see what i'm saying to myself you know oh oh my that's good (laughs) yes and um and then self-care you know we're not gonna discount the outer you know just because i worked on the inner we want them to line up you know and that's one of the things that I tell the Lord on a consistent basis, Donna, is let my beauty on the inside exceed my beauty on the outside. Right. That's good. That is good. Um, I'm also noticing a lot of that too, you know, on social media where people are talking about self-care. You know, just taking the time out. Even it's just to you know I don't know the rest it doesn't have to be anything specific uh it's not all about spending money all the time you know just being able to renew your mind just start fresh you know um because our minds are always turning we're always Mm -hmm. you know we're just bombarded by so much that life has to offer and everything Mm -hmm. else that's going on in the world and so we never get time to you know just even think about just to think yes (laughs) absolutely (laughs) yes so you know that self-care um is um is is huge yeah um and you know i i've been trying to do that a little myself Mm -hmm. um because it was something that i i didn't do right you know um 
you know, taking a vacation with the family. That's that's nice, but I need some time to myself. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> exactly. You know, I um, agree. Because you want to be at your best. You know, you want to be at your best at all times and, you know, not taking the time to slow down. Mm-hmm. can interfere with you being your best and that's not what God has designed us to do no you know? not at all yeah that's not what he has designed us to do I'm going to say that this has been great yes, Namibia Jones aka Mimi <laughs> <laughs> this has been great yes thank you thank you so much uh-huh. thank you so much for being a part of the podcast um, you're so welcome I am Donna Munjan, the owner of Distinctively My Brand. If you're looking to level up your confidence and your fashion journey, then Fashion Unfiltered is for you. You can listen to this podcast episode and all other episodes on Spotify, Anchor, and Google Podcasts. Follow my boutique on Instagram and Facebook at Distinctively Mod and visit the website at distinctivelymod.com. I am also located at 946 C2 Orleans Road, Charleston, South Carolina. So if you're ever in the area, I would love to see you. Until next time, thank you. Thank you, Donna. Bye-bye.